great. Merry Christmas, everybody. Actually, before we, we get to Christmas, we need to say Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, that is this Thursday. We got to give thanks for all that God's doing at all our campuses. Can we welcome them? Great to have you guys. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. So glad that you're here. Um, last couple of weeks, I've actually been on the road uh, visiting some of our other campuses, Somerset and Garwood and Mountainside. Let me tell you, it is so cool to see what God is doing. Uh, last Saturday night in Garwood, Pastor Keon and the team made history. They had our first ever Saturday night service uh, because they're out of room on Sunday morning. So they're adding a new service on Saturday night in the new year. Yeah, give God a praise. Awesome. Um, and if you, hey, if I haven't visited your campus recently, by the way, I'm going to get there. Don't worry. I haven't forgotten about you, Essex, Mama, Sayreville. I'm, it's like, just like Santa, I'm going to shimmy down your chimney at some point, all right? So uh, I do want to let you know a little bit uh, that next week we're kicking off a brand new series called Advent Conspiracy, uh, which I'm really excited for because it's a brand new Christmas series that I think is going to help us rediscover the original joy and wonder of uh, the Christmas season. Because if you're like me, I don't know. Uh, I feel like Christmas, there's so much hype around it. Have you noticed this? Uh, I was at the mall this week. Of course, all the Christmas decorations are up. Uh, this Friday, Mariah Carey's going to torture us for 25 days straight. Uh, you're right. Some of you going to put up your tree and, you know, start making the list. Presents and holiday parties. It's all this holiday hype. But that word holiday comes from the term holy day. And that's what Advent is. It's a holy day season to fight the commercial Christmas creep. Advent. Advent just means arrival or appearing. So we're getting our hearts ready for the uh, arrival or advent of Jesus. So it's really a chance to kind of slow down and fall in love with Jesus all over again as we anticipate his arrival on Christmas. So if you're like me and you're kind of like just longing for a simpler Christmas, quieter, less hype, more holy, that's what Advent Conspiracy is all about. So I hope you'll invite a friend next week as we kick off the Holy Day season. Now, today is Vision Sunday. It's something we do once a year where we get up on the balcony together and take a God's eye view of where the Lord is leading our church in the year to come. Because 2019 has just like been this incredible year of growth. You know, record attendance and baptisms, outreaches. You know, we birthed a new campus, your generosity to the poor and needy. But at our church, we never want to sit back like on our laurels and stay stuck, you know, in the past. Because vision's about looking forward to the mission that God's calling us to in 2020. You know, Proverbs 29 says this, uh, where there is no vision, the people what? Perish. In other words, if you're not looking forward to what's on the horizon, you actually stay stuck. You may, worse, you start spinning your wheels and start sinking, which is the opposite of forward momentum. Uh, but as a church, Liquid has a God-given vision to saturate our state with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can we say it together? To saturate our state with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, by God's grace, we hope maybe we'll have a campus in every county one day. But this coming year, I think you're going to be excited to discover the unique calling that the Lord set before us. Now, to kind of set the table for this, I want to open our Bibles to the Gospel of John chapter 9 and look at this account of how Jesus gave the gift of vision to a man born blind. Everyone say vision. vision. If you're watching this on a screen, you have vision, you, right? You can see clearly, which was not the case for the young man that Jesus encounters in John chapter 9. In fact, the Bible says he was born blind. That is, he lacked vision. He couldn't see. Now, we don't know if it was genetic, but from the day of his birth, his whole world was dark. He had a disability. He was vision impaired. He couldn't see clearly. Enter Jesus, our great Lord and compassionate Savior. Let's read it together. John chapter 9 it says, As Jesus went along, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, 
that he was born blind. Now, this is not helpful, okay? <laughs> You're not the most sensitive guys in the world. <laughs> and Jesus says, no, no, no. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that what? Let's say it together, church. The works of God might be displayed in him. Uh, as long as it's day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. But while I, Jesus, am in the world, I am the what? The light of the world. Now just get ready here, okay? Because Jesus is now about to give an eye exam to this guy. Anybody else turning 40 here, okay? Let me just warn you, prophetically, your vision is about to go, okay? Uh, Dr. Jesus is an ophthalmologist here, and he's about to give Lasix, okay, to the man born blind. Verse 6, after saying this, Jesus spit on the ground, and he made some mud with his saliva, and he put it on the man's eyes, which is significant because Jesus is basically making clay, announcing he's the creator. In Genesis, God formed man from the dust of the ground. So here Jesus, the creator, takes dirt and, and water his spit to heal his creation. Go, Jesus told him, wash in the pool of Siloam, and that word means sent. So the man went and washed, and he came home what? Seeing. Incredible miracle, right? Jesus is not just our creator, he's also our healer, right? But I want to kick off Vision Sunday with this passage because I actually think you need spiritual sight to see the special mission that God's calling us to in 2020. Um, as you guys know, our church just has this heart to help hurting people in Jesus' name. Uh, whether it's people with special needs on a local level or bringing clean water to people on a global scale, we, we just have this heart to kind of join Jesus because he's alive and we want to, with him, bring healing to broken lives like our Savior does. But there's a problem because what I notice is Sometimes well-meaning Christians um, are like the disciples here in John 9. Uh, if you notice, this young man who was blind since birth. Now, in research this week, scholars said he was probably between 13 and 22 years old. So he's actually probably either a young boy or he's a young adult. And instead of responding with the compassion of Christ, Jesus' disciples ask him, Hey, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents said he was born blind. Which is pretty unhelpful, Okay. I mean, imagine you were walking in this morning to church and you saw a young man with a visual disability crossing the street with his parent and uh, someone said, oh, poor kid, I wonder who sinned. I wonder if it's his fault uh, or his parents, right? You'd be like, hello, what a jerk. But this was common thinking in the first century Jewish culture. Most people assumed that disability or suffering was a result of some great sin. The thought went like this, well, God blesses those who do good, so therefore he must punish those who do wrong. Right? Wrong. <laughs> That's not Christian theology. That is Eastern theology. It's karma. <laughs> what goes around comes around. So understand the disciples were blind. They actually didn't have the right theology, and they were fixated on the cause of this kid's disability. They're like, why was this man born blind? Was this his fault, Jesus, or his parents? Pretty callous. But don't like this, the disciples, because what I've noticed is it's a natural human tendency. You ever notice this? Whenever we see suffering, a baby is born with a disability or a deformity or a developmental delay, we often have a question for God, like the disciples. God, why? Why was this child born with a hole in his heart? Why was she born with a chronic lung condition? Why was my son born with autism? or my niece with cerebral palsy. That's just a natural question when disability touches your life. God, why was this child born with a learning disability? Why does she have spina bifida? 
Why does he have a, a congenital defect? We always want to know the cause of the suffering. But Jesus' response in verse 3, I love it. It's just beautiful. He said, no, 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 you guys get rid of this thinking, thinking. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened for a specific purpose. So that the, here we go, the works of God might be displayed in his life. So Jesus actually confronts their broken theology. He's like, suffering doesn't happen because of someone's specific personal sin. God doesn't like punish a child with a, a learning disability because their parents did something wrong. But because we live in this twisted, broken, fallen world that's been shipwrecked by universal human sin and, and Satan, which means this, sometimes innocent people suffer. I mean, it's tough to admit it, but we see it all around, and I think you understand. God's will is not always done on earth as it is in heaven. Babies are born prematurely. Mothers suffer miscarriage. Tragedy befalls children. Uh, adults get sick and they age. Understand, that is not God's perfect will. It's the effects of a broken world which Jesus came to restore. That's why we pray, uh, may your kingdom come on earth as it is what? In heaven. We all want down here to be like up there, in heaven, in God's presence. And good news, that's where we're going. Those who us trust in Jesus Christ as their savior, you're actually promised perfection, life to the full, the way God designed it to be. No more suffering, sickness, disease, death. One day, Jesus said, I'm gonna wipe every tear from their eye, amen? He's gonna reverse the curse and restore all of creation, including you and me and those we love. That's gonna be a glorious day. But notice, Jesus corrects the disciples. He says, I want you to ask a different question. Don't question the cause. Ask what's God's purpose, because his pain has a purpose. According to Jesus, he said, this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. In other words, Jesus says, you don't have to wait until heaven to see God's power poured out in this kid's life. The, the, see, the world views disability as something disastrous. But here's how God sees it. He looks and he says, I'm about to do something beautiful with this broken life in the hands of Jesus. I'm going to put my power and love on display so when people see what he's overcome, they'll give God the glory and Jesus all the praise. Amen? Amen. So there's a divine design to disability. God says, I actually have a redemptive purpose for it. This happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Let me tell you, this is so encouraging. I mean, if you're a parent of a child or an adult with a disability, or you're, you know, your grandma or grandpa and your grandchild suffers, just listen, there's no accidents in God's divine design. God created every child with specific purpose and plan. He's omniscient. You know what that means? It means God knows exactly what happened at the moment of conception. Whether there was some defective chromosome or, or some genetic irregularity in the sperm when it fertilized the egg, God didn't cause it, but Jesus says, I can use it. Amen. You've never met a child that God didn't have a plan for. So there may be disappointment and pain in your family, but that pain has a purpose in the hands of Jesus. So just understand that you may never know the cause of suffering, but God says, I've got a purpose behind it. In the hands of Jesus, there's a divine design. So understand, mom or dad, your, your son or daughter has been chosen and anointed. This happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him or her. God has a plan to use your son or daughter's life to put his, his love and his power on display. You know, if you have someone in your family who suffers, I mean, I think it's just natural. 
to wonder, why was my son born with Down syndrome? Or why was my cousin crippled in that car accident? You know, if Jesus were here, I think he'd look into your eyes with great compassion and say, this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in his life. Do you have the vision to see it? Can you see the beauty of what Jesus can do with a broken life? Well, at Liquid, we do. We actually see people with disabilities. In fact, we don't call them disabilities. We call them different abilities as uniquely equipped to reveal the heart of God to the rest of us. When I think about what God's done through our special needs ministry over the last, you know, nine years, it started in actually 2010 when Susie and Alex Soares brought their family to Liquid with their son, Ethan, who was diagnosed with autism and epilepsy. And, and she said, what, what do you guys have uh, to do, you know, for a child like this with special needs? And we were like, well, we promise we won't lose him. <laughs> that was like the vision, you know? And she's like, I think we can do better. <laughs> and God birthed this vision for this inclusive church where every child is actually trained with a specially trained caregiver. And that vision kind of birthed in 2012 and then expanded to dozens of buddies uh, who volunteer every Sunday, providing one-on-one -on -one special care and mentoring for now over 400 children. It, it grew to include middle school students and teens. Yeah, that's a praise God. It's awesome. So cool. Teens now in our small groups and our worship, and now probably even as you walked in today, you probably noticed adults serving on our Sunday dream teams, on our hospitality, our front of house, welcoming people. Notice they're not behind the scenes. We put them up front because we want the work of God being displayed in the lives of our sons and daughters. So to me, it's really exciting when I, I look at what Jesus has done, how he has grown our vision for Liquid to be this inclusive church that celebrates people with special needs. You know, this fall, I've been uh, traveling a bunch, and uh, I've just gone to all these different churches from, you know, California to Colorado, and you know what the number one question I get asked most about? Our special needs ministry. At a church of 15,000 people say, how could we do a little bit of what you're doing at Liquid in New Jersey? So, so you, you're getting a reputation. <laughs> Words getting out about your huge heart for the special needs community, and you're getting a reputation as the most inclusive church on the East Coast. But we realized, you know, God's bringing us all these children, but there's a little problem. Now they're starting to age out. Not out of the church, but aging out of the educational system and social services. See, there's typically robust support in schools until age 21. But once an adult with special needs becomes a legal adult at age 21, those support services dry up. It's like there's this big cliff, and it's very challenging. Because with all those structures and supports gone, most adults with special needs lack the skills to get a job or to support themselves. In fact, later in John 9 here, it says that uh, he was, the young boy was a beggar. It was very interesting. He actually uh, was, was dependent on his parents, but then when he became a young man, his disability meant he couldn't work and support himself. So we found out that it's very, very tragic, but the unemployment rate is 80% for adults with special needs over the age of 21. Over 80%. It's a harsh reality. But we said it's also a huge opportunity for our church because we believe what Jesus says here in John 9. We don't debate the cause of disabilities. We see a purpose. This happens so that the work of God might be displayed in him. What's God's purpose? What's his plan? When a child with special needs grows into an adult, are you ready for our vision? Give me a little drum roll, church. Come on, here we go. All right, here we go. Two years ago, we came in contact with a coffee shop named Biddy and Bows, and it's named after two children with Down syndrome. Their mother, Amy Wright, realized they were undervalued in the workplace, and so she started a coffee shop 
that's run entirely by adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. You may have seen this on CNN's Hero Awards, but Biddy and Bose is serving more than a cup of coffee. It's changing the world. Check this out. Welcome to Biddy and Bose. People are always saying to me, you've done such a great job. And I always turn around and I say, we've done a great job. Perfect. The shop is not about me. The shop is about them. Well, yeah, the bees is our light roast. Matt was diagnosed with autism around the age of 10. Here we go. He came home one day and just broke down in tears. And he said that a boy had called him the R word. And it was very difficult. We love you. Love you too, buddy. Peace out, y'all. I used to be very shy, introverted. I didn't want to chat with much people and stuff. All right, good morning. He had a couple of jobs. Was very, just limited social interaction with the public. Good morning. Good to see you. You ready? Yeah. Being best has helped me a lot with my confidence and stuff. And it's helped me become much more sociable. Sup, Jesse? How's it going? Good, how are you? Yes, I get to work with you today. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome day. My disability is cerebral palsy. I always tell people I walk like a drunk penguin, have a little pep in my step. Thanks, Jesse. Kids used to make fun of me, but really, being myself is a good thing. <laughs> Having this amazing job, my very first job at Biddy and Bows, it's because of my disability. I have to work 10 times harder to get something done, but it feels good. Thank you so much for coming in today. I'm so, so glad that other people get to see what a special person he is. And you have a phenomenal day, ma'am. Thank you. Someone told me he could sell a rock out of a parking lot. <laughs> We're showing the world that having a disability, we could have jobs, we could run the world. We're just like everyone else. I see people starting to get that idea I'm like, yeah, I knew this like for a very long time. I'm glad you caught up. Awesome. Look good? Yes. Oh, yeah. Miss Amy, she's changing the world. I'm thinking that I'm probably doing my part, too, to change the world. One, two, three, 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 three. I'm part of history. I'm part of something that makes people smile. I get to get paid for that. That's, like, awesome to me. That's awesome. So, you know, I saw that, I was like, wow, that's the kingdom. So we started dreaming. We we're like, what would it be like to take liquid special needs mystery to the next level and actually create a place at the table for adults with special needs who age out of the system? You know, a place like Biddy and Bose where they can actually uh, use their talents and acquire job training and, and marketplace skills so the works of God might be displayed in their lives. Well, church, today I am pleased to announce that in 2020, we are turning the Clean Water Cafe in Parsippany at our broadcast campus into a full-service Monday through Friday cafe staffed entirely by adults with special needs. Isn't that fun? It's awesome. It's going to be <laughs> it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm telling you. Oh, it's going to be good. I know, I know, I know. I'm excited enough. Right? It's exciting. All right. Oh, okay. There's some energy. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey. Oh, hold your horses. Oh, all right, this is a rowdy crowd, all right. 
There's some excitement in the room. Now, this, here's the deal. I want to give you information. So ushers, come on forward. Uh, I want to uh, come on forward, ushers. Ushers at all of our campuses, they're going to give you details. What we put together, because a lot of questions about it, uh, is a vision brochure. And so I want you to take one and pass it down your row. So ushers, hurry on forward. When I say hurry, pep in your step, please. Uh, <laughs> and get it and take one, pass it down your row. And uh, if you open it, you're going to see uh, the handsome face of Robbie Brooks, who will be our first employee. And uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. If you look uh, at the details, just take one, pass it down. Um, you're gonna take a look here, and I'll just read it. It says 2020 grand opening. In 2020, the Clean Water Cafe at Liquids Broadcast Campus in Parsippany is gonna be transformed into a full service coffee house that operates Monday through Friday. So we're actually gonna serve breakfast and lunch and staffed and, yeah, come on out for lunch. Get ready. We're coming for you, Starbucks. <laughs> uh, staffed by adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Our exceptional staff, and it's very important you understand, we call them exceptional. Our exceptional staff will serve breakfast, lunch, specialty coffee creations in a warm, work-friendly environment, and we want this to be everyone's favorite coffee shop in New Jersey. Um, we're real excited. Now, this is important. This is important because it's nonprofit, so it's not designed to make a profit. It's actually designed to make a social profit. All right, it says a cafe with heart. The Clean Water Cafe will measure its success not in earnings, but in providing employment for adults with special needs. Um, with over 80% of uh, special needs adults unemployed, the Clean Water Cafe will present a creative path for our special friends to be accepted, included, and valued in the workplace. And check this out. It will provide up to 30 local jobs and create a culture where learning differences aren't tolerated, they're celebrated, amen? Um, I really feel, guys, like God has just put a, 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 a passion in, in, on our church to champion those with special needs in New Jersey. We really consider it a privilege to kind of pioneer this, this new venture. Now, here's the fun part, because obviously we're gonna, we're gonna uh, compensate the, the people who work here, but then, of course, you're like, well, wait a minute, what about the profits of it? This is the fun part. That any profits from the cafe will be given directly to provide clean drinking water for kids in Rwanda and Central America. Isn't that cool? So it's kind of like two things. So watch, I think you're kind of seeing the vision for this, right? You guys know this. We have like two signature causes. Locally, we're all about special needs, but globally, we're all about what? Clean water. And so this is a marriage of our two causes. It's like peanut butter and jelly, it goes together. So guys, I'm really excited for this because I feel like, you know, this is like a vision straight from the heart of Jesus. Uh, one of the, the biggest questions, I spend a lot of time with parents uh, who have children with special needs, they say, well, you know, what happens, uh, you know, when they get older? Um, will they have a place to belong as an adult? Uh, will they be able to have a job that gives them meaning and purpose? And can they gain practical work skills? Well, let me tell you, um, this is a game changer to special friends like Robbie Brooks. Uh, Robbie was born in 1987. He's the handsome face up there. Uh, he's 32 years old. He's born with Down syndrome. He is the son of Dave and Lois Brooks, who many of you know. Uh, what you probably don't know is that Robbie has actually been serving since day one of our church. He was on the original roadies team. So he helped set up and take down this church for about 10 years. And on Sundays, Robbie now actually serves on our hospitality team. He is at the front of the house welcoming guests with a program and a smile. 
And the reason for that is because we feel actually Robbie is the best possible first impression on new people. We're like, we don't want them to see Pastor Nithin. We want them to see Robbie Brooks, okay? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll just, I'll just mention this because uh, during the week, you, you'd uh, come in here and you'd actually see him in our office. He, he recycles the programs you're holding and, and stuffs envelopes and other tasks that bless all of us. But in 2020, Robbie's going to be moving over to work at our Clean Water Cafe for this reason. We want you to see the work of God being displayed in his life. Take a look. When Robbie was born, we were very excited because initially they said he was a son and we had a son to go with our daughter and we were thrilled about that. But then everything in the room changed and everybody went silent. And finally the doctor said, well, it can't be confirmed. We're going to have to do tests, but we think Robbie has Down syndrome. I mean, we all have dreams about what our children are going to be. With Robbie, it seemed to be adjusting all at once. But what we soon realized is that we could have new dreams. I mean, we, we celebrated when Robbie could eat and when he could crawl and when he could walk and when he could talk. All those were major milestones. And then what we had is this beautiful baby boy and, you know, you just fall in love with him instantly and we have ever since. And I have to say, you know what? All the pain is forgotten. You hold that little, little guy and it was such a, he was just perfect in my eyes. For Robbie's sake, I wish he didn't have Down syndrome. I mean, it, you know, it's harder for Robbie to see and to hear and to walk and to talk um, and to think as uh, quickly and clearly as, um, as other people. But for me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade Robbie for anybody else in the whole wide world because um, he's been the most incredible son to me. You know, there are different challenges with an adult with special needs once they reach age 21. The school system is no longer involved, so you don't have the support that they provided through the years. I have a very much, David, it's to a core belief that for everyone's value, self-worth, they need to be productive. He needs to be stimulated, he needs to work, and I think that's true of every other person. You know, we, we think our hopes and dreams for Robbie are similar to our hopes and dreams for our other children. Mm -hmm in that uh, from the beginning we've always wanted them um, to love Jesus and know that Jesus is their savior and to know that they are loved by God unconditionally. But in addition to um, that dream, we also have wanted our children um, to find a place where they could be productive and feel like they're making a difference, that the gifts that God has given to them they can use in a way that are gonna be able to um, impact um, other people. From the beginning, he started volunteering as a roadie in Liquid mm -hmm. Family. And then after that, Robbie switched to the uh, greeting team and was handing out uh, programs. So we try to give Robbie uh, independence as much as possible, but he can't live by himself, and we recognize that. He, mm -hmm. he lives at home with us, which we tremendously enjoy um, and is a significant blessing to us. Most days. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to, we have we have to think about what we should be doing to continue to encourage him to be able to make decisions for himself. Sarah, according to Robbie and according to me, is Robbie's boss. Sarah runs our volunteer teams, and she does an amazing job of that every Tuesday and Thursday. Robbie relates to me. He calls me his boss, um, but I think of Robbie like the little brother I never really had. Robbie is so capable of so many things, and just because he's an adult with Down syndrome does not mean that he 
can't do certain things and so I hold him at a high standard and I expect him to do things and I love that he doesn't quit. Robbie really cares for other volunteers. He's make sure that everybody has uh, water and when Lois bakes something delicious he'll go around and make sure that everybody gets a plated treat. Robbie impacts our church community. Um, very much so with our new here guest experience. He labels the new here shirts after we roll them. He helps put them away. He'll assemble the programs. He actually serves on our team on Sunday, handing out programs to our new here guests. He uh, touches a lot of things behind the scenes that a new here guest would encounter. We feel we've been given a gift in the building in Parsippany that we've been able to use for the last two years. We are very excited about the Clean Water Cafe. Now we look forward to be able to open it up uh, Monday through Friday. So as we've been talking about, we want to be able to have a place where adults with special needs can be employed. The cafe is going to be so much more than just like a cafe. We're hoping to reach people globally as well as locally. Globally, being able to fund uh, wells across the world locally changing the way people see adults with special needs and um, this is like two of Liquid's main passions. We always like when people have a chance to come and visit us in Parsippany and we feel this will give us a chance to invite our neighbors to come and use the Clean Water Cafe and enjoy it. In addition, the uh, special needs community I think is going to warm to this idea mm -hmm. and we hope there'll be a lot of friends and parents who will come as well and uh, hopefully get excited about what Liquid is doing and uh, will do in the future. Church family, would you welcome Robbie Brooks and his parents, Dave and Lois. Oh, these folks out here, man. <laughs> Holy people here. Right? Amazing. Oh, amazing. You can be seated. Robbie, I think I speak for our entire church family when I say we all see Jesus more clearly because of you. And you have been a blessing to our church, and now you're leading the way for dozens of your friends to serve Jesus in a new way. So on Vision Sunday, we want to present you with something special. Do you know what this is? Apron. It's an apron. It is an apron. You are the first employee of our new Clean Water Cafe. You want to try it on? Let's try it. <laughs> You're awesome. All right. <laughs> so Monday through Friday, by the way, by the way, I love a pumpkin spice latte. So if we could just have a little extra syrup in there, it'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> but now, now hold on. I just want to clarify something. Robbie is our, our first employee, but we are opening up the application process to the public in early 2020. Now, there's still a lot of details to work out. We actually are going to be remodeling the cafe in the new year, installing soft seating, Wi-Fi, just so people can come and work during the day, upgrading the kitchen. But most importantly, really developing special training for our friends because we're excited. We want to see the work of God displayed in the lives of our sons and daughters. Amen? Yeah. Dave, you want to say a few words? Sure. You know, Liquid has uh, always been uh, very special to all our whole family. We were privileged, Lois and I, to have been here from the beginning. But uh, what makes it extra special is that our family has found a home here, particularly Robbie. You know, you saw in the video that uh, he was here from the beginning as a, a roadie setting up and taking down with Liquid Kids in the morning when we were back in Morristown. Remember those days? Who worked with you, Robbie? I'm Bob, I'm Bob Gregory. Bob Gregory, right. Your buddy Bob Gregory, when you used to come early and set up and stay till late in the night to take down and maybe have a few extra Diet Cokes along the way. 
<laughs> but uh, to Robbie, Liquid has always been like Cheers, where everybody knows his name, and he's always glad he came. Um, and what we hope with our new frontier is that this moment will be not only true of Robbie, but all of his friends, and Amen. that we'll be able to find a place for other people to come and enjoy Liquid like Robbie has through the years. Our hope is that the Clean Water Cafe will rival Disney World as the happiest place on earth. Uh, let's do it. Can we hear it one more time for Robbie? God bless you, my brother. I love you, man. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you guys. It's awesome. Guys, I, I really feel like, man, you know, when people from the community meet our exceptional staff uh, serving at the cafe Monday through Friday, not on a Sunday, on Monday through Friday, they're going to get a glimpse of God's glory and purpose for their lives. God has a purpose and a plan for every child and adult. Never forget what Jesus taught his disciples here in John 9, right? He said, no, no, neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened for a purpose. What is it, church? Say it together. So that the works of God might be displayed in him. As your pastor, can I just speak to those of you who maybe have a special need in your family? Don't waste your life wondering, why was my son born with Down syndrome or autism? I think Jesus would look in your eyes and simply say, so the work of God might be displayed in his beautiful life. Don't, don't waste your time and your energy on the wrong questions saying, well, why, why was my daughter born with a learning disability? I think Jesus would say, so the work of God might be displayed in her beautiful life. Amen? Amen. Knowing the cause is overrated, but knowing God's purpose is eternal. So you may be wondering, I, I know some of you are, I can see you're excited, uh, how, how can I get my child involved? Or I know somebody, maybe my friend has a special need or, or my son or daughter, how do they apply or sign up? When's the training? Now let me be very clear about this. All those questions are gonna be answered in early 2020. We're working very hard right now behind the scenes on all the logistics and there's a lot. So if you wanna stay in the loop, what we did is we set up a special landing page on our website and you'll wanna take a picture of this so that you don't have to email me. It's, uh, <laughs> it's liquidchurch.com slash cafe. So all you have to do is go there, uh, give us your email, and we will keep, you'll be the first to know, okay, in the first quarter of 2020, how to apply, how to get involved. Some of you have gifts. Somebody said, I actually, one of my specialties in the hospitality industry is training those with special needs. That's awesome. Just sign up in here. Now listen, many of you will serve, but we need everybody who calls this church home to help get this dream off the ground and into reality because it's a pretty big vision. And if you look on the, uh, the vision brochure here, we've got a big goal. On the front of the brochure, it says uh, our goal, we're believing God for $550,000 by December 31st to make this vision a reality. Now I know that's a, a big amount, but we serve a big God, amen? amen? I just have this conviction that if God gives a vision, he also gives provision. In other words, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. <laughs> so we're not going to guilt or, or strong arm anybody. We just are just like, let's put this before the church. And notice what it says. It says your contribution matters. This is so important. We want everybody who calls this, this church home. It says this. Um, I need my glasses because I have poor vision. <laughs> this year's Christmas offering will take the cafe from dream to reality. Your donation will help fund new kitchen equipment cafe furniture, construction expenses, specialized training for our special needs staff, and the new and improved experience will begin outdoors with a new parking lot in signage. So it is a big vision. We know we serve a big God, but I also know you have a big heart. 
So I just want to invite your family to do what my family does every December. Take this brochure home and pray about it. Just ask God, what do you want me to invest to help make this dream a reality? Uh, every December, Colleen and I, we just get together as a you know, husband and wife, and we decide on our kind of our year-end giving, you know, above and beyond our normal tithe. Uh, like many families here, we tithe 10%, actually a little bit above that. That's kind of the ground floor. We just return the tithe back to God. But an offering by definition is above and beyond your tithe to people who can't pay you back. It's an act of mercy and compassion. And so we pray about it. And then what we do is we invite our kids into the process. So parents, let me encourage you to use this as a discipleship tool with your kids to teach them Christmas ain't all about you. <laughs> it's about giving back to those in need and actually including people on the margins. I think it's about seeing like Jesus, right? Jesus saw the man born blind. He, he performed a miracle, but he gave purpose to his pain. The work of God is going to be displayed in his life. So take this brochure home. Don't leave it in your car. Don't throw it out. Put it on your nightstand like Colleen and I do. Read it. Pray about the Christmas offering and just ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? How, how do you want me to invest? Because this is an investment not just in our families, but if you notice, it's also the next generation. Look at the bottom of the brochure. You'll notice this year's Christmas offering is also going to support Liquid Family. Um, we want to upgrade Liquid Family at all of our campuses. Not the cafes in Parsippany, but in 2020, we're going to update all seven campuses with all new technology and tables and carpets and signage and baby gear for the nursery and toys for the toddlers. Every campus needs a refresh. And then also Liquid High School, we're going to provide scholarships for our youth lead training. They go to conferences, special events. And then what I'm really excited about, as you notice in here, da, 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 we are announcing the launch of our new college and young adults ministry. To tell you about that, welcome Pastor Hosil Siegel. Come on out, Hosil. Hosil, give her a big, uh, give her a lot because this lady, she's pretty incredible. Hosil came to Liquid in 2009, and so we just celebrate 10 years. Can you believe it? It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she is the architect behind actually our Liquid family, our kids in ministry environments. And uh, she is actually going to be turning her focus into launching college and young adults, which they're two separate ministries. Tell us about them, Hosel. Yeah, so in 2020, we will be launching our college ministry, serving those 18 to 22, and creating a place for our students to find community and fellowship after high school. Awesome. And we're actually kicking things off with our first event on January 10th, and we're strategically holding this event when students who are normally away at college are home for the holidays. So if you notice, college is ages 18 through 22, but then you have a demarcation because the young adults mystery is 22 through 35. Why is that? So after a year of beta testing, Liquid's going to be launching its young adult ministry serving 22 to 35. Woo! Exciting. Here's the big news. The big news is that we are actually hiring a full-time young adults pastor. Oh, okay. So we're super excited about excited that. that. We're launching a full calendar of events starting with a young adults retreat on January 24th through the 26th. We have a killer weekend planned with a special guest speaker. So um, I have a big kind of a question about this because so I don't apply for young adults is that correct no, not anymore okay so just, just so we're clear about that 
Uh, but do this, I. <laughs> do you have to go to this church to be part of the kind of the young adults ministry? Absolutely not. In fact, this is one of those events that you will want to invite your friends. So we've made it super easy. We've actually created these invite cards, and at all of our campuses, you can just swing by the Welcome Center and pick a few up today. That is awesome. Guys, to me, it's really exciting. We're now serving kids from cradle all the way through college and beyond. So can we thank Pastor Hosell and her team? Yes. Grateful for you. Thank you, Hosell. <laughs> can you see it, guys? Like, like can, you, can you see the vision? Do you have eyes to see all that Jesus is calling us to in 2020? As I send you out, let me ask you to do three things. First, I already did. I ask you to pray. Just ask God. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Guide my end of year giving. I want to be a blessing as you've blessed me. Notice we never ask anybody for a specific amount. Here's the reason. A, we trust God in this church. And then B, we trust God's people. So we just ask you to pray about it. We'll put the need before you. You can figure out the speed of the vision, okay? So pray, but I want to make sure you know we're inviting you to partner with us. We do hope that we'll get 100% participation from everybody who calls Liquid Church their spiritual home. It's not about equal amount. It's about equal sacrifice. A good guideline is just simply to bless others in proportion to the way that God has blessed you. And then when you give, please give by December 31st. You can give in the usual ways at liquidchurch.com or just use that prepaid envelope we gave you. It's tax deductible if you do it before the end of the year. So just gotta make sure you get it in the end of the year because I know that's important to some people. But our hope is that God's gonna really do something here that only Jesus can get the credit for. Your gift is gonna change lives and leave a legacy for generations to come, amen? So let's do this. Let's pray together right now and commit our vision to God. Would you just bow your heads with me, all of our campuses? Father, we are amazed. We're humbled. God, this is more than we could ever have asked or imagined what you've done. You don't have to do one more thing, Jesus. You have showed up in this church. and You have showed off and put your glory on display. So thanks for letting us see and feel the Father's heart, particularly as we experience it through the lives of friends like Robbie. God, he represents hundreds of families who found a home here, who found healing and also found hope. And so, God, we pray that what happens, Lord, through this offering will ripple out far beyond liquid, uh, far beyond our state, across our nation. God, all the glory would go to Jesus Christ. Father, we commit the vision of college and young adults to you. Lord, we want to pass the baton to the next generation. Do it with integrity and passion, God. And I ask that you would raise up prophetically the next generation of leaders, Father God who are gonna saturate this state in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask for our young adults, Lord, who are, it's just amazing to see their passion, Lord. They're world changers. But I pray, Father God, you would do an, make a deposit, an investment in the lives of our children and their children that will leave a legacy for generations to come. We ask that all glory to go to Jesus, our Savior. And everyone said together, Amen.